think that was actually strong. Like, I think that was maybe the strongest um, high that we've had thus far. It's because I was so, like, uh, rushing to get to it that I just continuously did. So it worked. I think that was good. Like, to me, it sounded like it was very much like we started at the same time. So that's we're all gonna you can get ask it. for. By the end of this, we're going to perfect it. And then when we're able to be in the same room, it's going to be hard to do a high at the same time. You're so right. You're Because we'll be so, so right. used to it the other way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> exactly. Um, we're adapting. Yeah. <laughs> we're adapting. Survival of the fittest. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to another episode of Honestly. Podcast. With Zoe and Logan. That was Logan. And that was Zoe. Wow. <laughs> we did it. We did it. And once again, here we are on Zoom, just trying our best. Who would have thought? <laughs> hey, look hey, at us. Look at us. Um, Every week, I'm like, maybe this is the week mm-hmm. where we can bubble again. Yeah. And then it starts off and you're like, 800 cases? <laughs> no. No. It's not. Not for a while. No, it does kind of feel like that ship has sailed for the foreseeable future, yeah. which is um, upsetting. Miserable. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's okay. We're, we're making do. We're adapting, as you said. Um, and just, uh, we're, we're doing our best. We're <laughs> we're struggling through it <laughs> very much so and you know it's gonna be fine maybe big shrug it's gonna be fine um not a lot of confidence behind that but i said it we're manifesting ladies manifesting. manifesting shut up i'm manifesting get in loser we're manifesting <laughs> let me remove my bang i'm manifesting <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's wonderful. Really, um, hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. As always. Um, how have you been? I've been, um, I was gonna say okay, and then I made eye contact with the giant sandworm in the basement. So I feel like those two statements don't go together. Just kind of. Um, I've been fine. It's disappointing as you know we had big plans for this weekend Mm -hmm. that um have been unceremoniously um murdered in front of us i don't know how to really say it in any other way no i don't think there is any other way to other than to say it like that um yeah no it's currently thursday october 29th as we're recording this and in an alternate universe in an ideal world in an alternate timeline, um, Zoe, myself, and our friend Allie should realistically be on a plane to New York. <laughs> yeah. Taking off. <laughs> we should be en route to the Big Apple. Um, yeah. Because we did have tickets, so briefly, um, uh-huh. to see Harry Styles at Madison Square Garden for Harry uh-huh. Ween, which uh-huh. I will never forgive him for making me say that. No, that was a really... Um... Either way too thought through title or <laughs> not enough. Not enough, yeah. Um, so yeah, the three of us were supposed to be in New York, gallivanting, having a grand old time. We had plans, we had restaurants we wanted to go to. Mm. Oh yeah. In the very brief time we were there. I thought um, of that the other day. I thought of like the map that we had started making. Yep. Yeah. It's 
gone. It was someone grabbed it and went, oh, you wanted to go to these places? <laughs> Ripped it. Look at that foley. Um, yeah, so, you know, obviously, we are aware that there are bigger things going on in the world, and that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, um, it's not the end of the world, but it does suck, um, and it it, sure feels like it, though, (laughs) in these moments. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, and we're, we're sad that we're not able to do those things, and then, you know, we, once that got postponed, that's been, that's been rescheduled for next year, maybe, I mean, who knows, um, but then, like, we were like, okay, sad, but that's fine, like, pandemic it's bound to happen but then we were in a position where at least like zoe and i were able to like hang out in person and like bubble and so we're like um yeah no that's fine like we can't go to new york but at least like we can like hang out we can have like a fun spooky day watch some scary movies have some spooky treats it was gonna be great and then um the province of ontario was just like oh sorry did you did you want to see your friends did you want to do you want to Sorry, see- did you did you come to terms with an event being cancelled by creating another event mm-hmm. for you to have a morsel of happiness? Yeah, just just a shred. Just a little um, a smidge. And the government was like, no, you actually can't continue to no. see the one other person that you've been seeing throughout all of this. Yeah. <laughs> Mix that, it's over. <laughs> so that's been taken away from us. We we were supposed to hang out tomorrow, but um unfortunately we will be flying solo. <laughs> For our Halloween adventures. (laughs) It was going to be so good. We saw these little, like, strawberries that people, like, did chocolate-covered and, like, little Halloween designs on. We're like, we can do that. We can do that. We're going to make a charcuterie board that was spooky. A A charcuterie board. And now, now what? We got nothing. Nothing. Not a single thing. No. I have a box of Halloween candy that I've almost eaten all of already. Yeah. So. So. What's Happy left? Halloween, I guess. Happy Halloween, I guess. <laughs> I bet there's still going to be kids who come and knock on the door and going to be like, go away. No. Go, go away. It's a pandemic. It's a pandemic, babe. <laughs> babe. <laughs> oh, Lord. Aye, aye, aye. A mess. A mess. Truly the worst. Have you been enjoying any content to fill the void? <laughs> oh, God. Um, there has been some content. I, I jotted some things down, I do believe. Who called me? I swear to God, people call me all the time. It was me just crying about Harry Ween again. I, yeah, I mean, that I understand. Um, oh, okay. So, fun, fun news. Started watching The Sopranos. Hey! <laughs> just like... That's exciting. Pretty thrilling. Um, Because, you know, that's like, that's like the TV show, you know, that was like the start of like prestige TV. Yeah. Never seen it. I feel like it's such like a a cultural phenomenon. A reset. Um, Cultural reset. Absolutely. Um, So I've started watching that. Fantastic. Um, Which I don't think is shocking to anybody because I feel like everybody else on the face of the earth has like already seen it and like knows that it's good. Um, but in case anybody's looking for my hot take on it, it's a good show. Five stars. Um, (laughs) so I've been watching that. Um, I've been listening to Little Mix. They have, like, a bunch of singles out right now because they're getting ready to release their new album. And the most recent single that they put out last week is called Sweet Melody. And in a shock to no one, it's a bop. Like, Logan is the number one Little Mix stand. 
I and am. you will stop for no one. That is absolutely right. I am a mixologist through and through. <laughs> um, the perfect name. Yeah, no, I did steal that from Ira Madison, because that's what he calls them. He calls them little <laughs> mixologists. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited for their upcoming album. It comes out, like, in a couple of weeks. And then Ariana Grande, Ariana Miss Grande. Young Ariana, um, her new album is coming out tomorrow. Um, so the day that this podcast will go live. Um, and so she put out the first single from it last week called Positions. And again, in a shock to no one, it's, it's good. You know, like she's, she's Ariana Grande. Like, I just, I don't know. (laughs) She's here to do what she's here to do. Yeah. And that's create bops. And that is to create bops. And she truly always delivers. So I'm very much looking forward to listening to her new album. Um, what else? Oh, a couple random things. I talk about the podcast Keep It all the time that Ira Madison hosts with Louis Fertel and Aida Osman. They had two really good back-to-back episodes. Like, every episode's good. But Gabrielle Union was on last week, and she was just such a delightful guest. I know. It's so funny, because, like, obviously, when they first started, they had, like, guests, but it was a lot of people that, like, they knew, like, personally. It was kind of, like, not, like, insanely famous people. But, like, in the last, like, year or so, like, they've gotten more, I don't know, I guess, like, well-known. And so they have, like, these insane guests on now. And so, anyway, Gabrielle Union was on last week and was just fantastic. Like, I guess she's not one of those people that I really, like, hear talk a lot. Like, I know that I like her and she's obviously very, like, I don't know, like, just, like, a good person. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But she was, like, so, like, funny and just, she was a great guest, and I was like, damn, like, you should be on all the time. And I love then, when, like, celebrities have personalities. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like, oh, okay. That's exactly it. And so, like, she was just fantastic, and I think she should get her own podcast, because I think she would be great at that. Um, and then this week, Adam Brody was on, which, like... Just made so, for Logan content. Just so many of all of my interests were colliding in one place. It was really fantastic. And again, like he was also like a very good guest. Um, but yeah, so that was delightful. Um, and then I finally finished reading <laughs> this fucking book that I it took me a month to read because it's like a tome. It's Huge. like six hundred <laughs> pages, but it's and the band played on by Randy Schultz, and it's all about the AIDS epidemic, which um is completely depressing to read about, but also like weirdly prescient to read about during a pandemic. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic, fantastic book. It came out in like nineteen eighty seven, so it's like basically charts like the first five years of the AIDS epidemic more or less from 1980 to 1985, a little bit before, a little bit after. Um, it's, like, mind-blowingly good. It talks about people and politics and, like, the science involved in everything. Yeah. And it's just, like, wow. Like, I truly think it should be, like, required reading for everybody because it's just... It's incredible. I cried so much reading it. <laughs> I don't know just based on sheer size of the book how you were able to get through it so quickly and then like content wise like so heavy I'm I'm very impressed oh thank you no like it did take me like four weeks to read like I looked back on like when I started it it was literally like to the day four weeks (laughs) um and but and like it would seem just because like it is so like like the content is so like political and scientific at certain points that it would I was like 
you would think like oh it must be like like kind of like a daunting read or whatever but like Mm. Randy Schultz was just like such an amazing writer and like he was a journalist who covered like he was like the nation's like most foremost like AIDS reporter at the time and so he just has a way of writing that is so like understandable and so it doesn't feel like oh my god I'm like reading these crazy like political and scientific things and then like when he writes about like people it's just like it's so heartbreaking because it's just like I don't know I feel like as somebody who's like grown up in like the years that we've grown up we obviously like know about the AIDS epidemic and like understand that it was like a horrible thing but I think like the further removed you are from something like it's harder and harder to understand like just how devastating something was and so reading this really like puts it into perspective and makes made me realize just like a how upsetting it is that it's now like 35 years later and there really is still no vaccine for this there's no cure quote-unquote but then also at the same time like on the flip side it's like bittersweet because it's like it has come so far and it's like people can live with HIV for years and years and years like it's not a death sentence like there are so many like it's like manageable it's so manageable like so many like good treatments I mean like people can be treated for it and it'll be like virtually undetectable and like it's it's amazing so it's like it's bittersweet to just like read the stories of how like so many people who passed away from it and you know primarily a lot of gay men and you know intravenous drug users and stuff like that and it's just like it's so unfortunate that it wasn't taken seriously for so long because of the people that it affected um But anyway, the book is so, 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 so good. I would recommend everybody read it. I know 600 pages is daunting. I don't remember the last time I've ever read a 600-page book, if ever, to be honest. But it's, like, I was amazed at, like, how quickly I was, like, going. I know, like, four Mm -hmm. weeks isn't quick necessarily. No, I think it is. Like, it truly takes me, like, a year to get through, like, a tiny book if I decide to get through it at all. So, like, I'm impressed. Um, but yeah, I would, I would recommend it to everyone. Um, that's been like the, one of the good things about being home is that I have access to like my mom's library of books. And if anybody has ever been over to my mom's house, you know that there are a lot of books. There's a library. And so it's so funny because like this book has been on her shelf for years. I think like she's literally had it since it came out in like 87. And for whatever reason there, like a month ago, I just picked it up and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to read this. (laughs) Today is the day. day let's just let's crack into the 600 page book about an extremely devastating and topic finish yes All year. um but yeah other than that sorry to like go on my little rant but but i just thought oh, it was no. like, i thought it was I a really it. important book and i just wanted to like let people know well, um but yeah other than that that that's the content i've been consuming what about you I have not really consumed a whole lot, like YouTube, obviously, all the time. Always. Patricia Paytas and Ethan Podcast, uh, Frenemies. Yes. A lot happens there. But there <laughs> is a show that I watched that I had no interest in mm. that my parents were going to watch. And I was like, okay, like, whatever. Like, you watch it. I'm like, you can watch it without me. I'm going to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And I did that thing where you, like, are watching a little bit and you're, like, half on the couch, half not on the couch. I ended up watching it all like this. <laughs> And then ended up watching the whole season. It's on Amazon. Mm. It's called Utopia. Oh. And it's, like, I think it's based on, like, a British series of the same name. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, rewritten for Amazon Prime. Okay. And it's written by, um, 
your lady. What's her name? Jillian Flynn. Oh, Jillian Flynn. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like these young adults, ranging ages, <laughs> like find they're obsessed with this comic book called Utopia. Mm-hmm. And it's like they find these pages. They're trying to get the last copy, but it's like somehow they're like tasked with saving the world. And it's like it's a lot because it's about a pandemic. <laughs> Mm. Look at us just both consuming different content about pandemics and epidemics. (laughs) And it was like, there's like a thing at the beginning of it that basically says like, this was made way before any of this happens. Like some of the things in here are going to like hit too close to home kind of thing. But it's really good. The guy from um, Easy A who plays the friend, the gay friend that she like pretended him. He's like one of the main characters. Oh, cool. It's so good. Um, John Cusack is the, like, bad guy, quote-unquote. I love like, John it's Cusack. Just, it's, it's so good. Ooh, fantastic. Have it's you, like... Just speaking of, um, Gillian Flynn things, have you seen Sharp Objects? I haven't. Okay, you should watch that. That's, like, my mission in life is to get everybody to watch that. I'm trying to... Is convince- it HBO? It was HBO, but it's on Crave now. Okay. Um, like, you can watch it for free on Crave. Although you have, like, the updated thing on Crave, yeah. so you'd be fine either way. Um, but it's really good, and it's, like, okay. probably not the same as Utopia, but it's another Gillian Flynn thing, so. <laughs> I think you would like this. It's, like, what is, what did they call it? They called it, like, a conspiracy thriller or something Ooh. like that, because it's very, like, I don't know. It's just really good. I wasn't expecting to like it at all, yeah. and it's just very good. It's very creepy. Mm. It's very, like, action-packed, but it's also funny. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and, you need you need some humor in there. Yeah, and it's like topical because <laughs> of pandemics, <laughs> which is can be good or bad. Yeah, that's really it, though. I don't think I've I don't think I've consumed like anything else. Just YouTube. <laughs> well, I mean, like there, like you said, there is a lot going on there, so you yeah. can spend a lot of time. Exactly, the frenemies <laughs> podcast. Um, wasn't expecting the journey of like being like, oh man, I need to watch this next frenemy. Like looking forward to it. No, it's very good, and I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting to hate watch it, and I just like genuinely enjoy it. Yeah, no, it's been it's been very interesting because like I obviously have only seen like the two episodes really. Um, the one where Trisha walks out after her and yes. Ethan have like their big blow up and then I watched the most recent one after you told me to where Dr. Drew is on and just like counseling them through their issues. It's so good. Like It was very like wow like two people that I didn't really like like there's something about Trisha Paytas where I feel like she's terrible but you always kind of like her like no matter what. <laughs> like so I'm not gonna say I hated both of them mm-hmm. or like disliked both of them, but I didn't really have like a oh these two people are gonna be good together. Yeah, you didn't have like a positive opinion of either yeah. of them necessarily. Exactly, and I feel like throughout it, you're like okay, you're both very self aware, mm-hmm. and you're both going through it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and it's entertaining. So. That it is. It's like you said, um, like, with the most recent episode, like, Trisha gets a lot of flack, and I'm not saying that that isn't warranted. Like, she obviously is problematic in her own right, but (laughs) it's the idea of, like, she is also somebody who's suffering from a lot of 
mental health issues. And so, like, you made such a good point the other day when we were talking about it where you're like, it's like she treats YouTube like a friend that she's talking to rather than, like, this super public platform that has a reach of, like, millions and billions of people. (laughs) Exactly. Like, if I were to come to you with, like, some of the things that she's, like, working through, like, her video on, like, the dissociative identity thing, Mm -hmm. where it's, like... Her, she's talked about it now that her, like, psychologist has literally said, like, you have traits of that, but Mm. I can't diagnose you with that because there's traits of a bunch of other things and it would be, like, irresponsible to do that. So if it was, like, real life and not the internet, (laughs) you'd be going to, like, a close friend and being like, I have this, I think. Mm -hmm. And your friend wouldn't be like, oh, my God, you're taking advantage of, like, mentally ill people. You're, like, problematic, no, no, no. Which is, like, if you're going out in public and saying all these things, like, yes, it is problematic. (laughs) But, like, if you're trying to just, like, work through it, if you said it one-on-one, it wouldn't blow up to be this big kind of thing. But that's her one-on-one. It's, like, an audience of millions of people. Exactly. Like, it's it's not... (laughs) It's not good, but... (laughs) But, like, she's, she's trying to work through it. And I think she's... She does a very bad thing of when you're called out for something instead of being like, yeah, I can see how it was taken that way. She gets mad and then trolls and does it even harder. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, Trisha. Yeah. I thought it do was, it. I thought it was really interesting um, in, like, the episode that they did with Dr. Drew where she was talking about, like, how she is really self-aware and how she knows that she does these things that, like, aren't good and she has, like, these, like, negative traits, I guess we'll say. Yeah. and Because, like... Honestly, up until then, I kind of just, like, figured that, like, she didn't realize, or if she did realize, she just, like, didn't care. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's very, like, I would recommend, if you're just, like, you don't know a lot about Trisha Paytas Mm -hmm. and her nonsense, would recommend watching that episode, because you see all the things that she does that are bad, but then you also find a little bit of context for it. Doesn't excuse it, Mm -hmm. but there's a context, and I think that makes her more human (laughs) exactly no I mean like I've context is so important in like any situation and so yeah I think like I said she gets a lot of hate for things and a lot of it's warranted but I think it's also a lot of people just not understanding where she's coming from yeah (laughs) there's like a lot to unpack yeah there yeah there is um well, that was, like, a fun little rant on all the uh, yeah. the content we've been consuming. I enjoyed that. <laughs> we, we just gotta get into it. We had to have our little meltdown about Harry Styles. Um, then we just had to, like, let you know things that we're excited about. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, like, there's nothing else going on other than, like, the thing, like, content. Like, that's, like, yeah. the only thing in our lives right now that's that, like, brings us somewhat of, like, some joy. So. <laughs> So you're going to hear about it. How about that? Take that. Um, But anyway, it is the fourth and final episode of this year's Halloween Spooktacular. Um, And of course, with just the way this entire year has gone, we had had something else planned for this episode, but it just wasn't going to be particularly feasible given our current situation. So that's okay. We're back with a spooky episode. We're going to do some some ghost stories. That's new for us. We usually don't do ghosts. Yeah. So we're going to round out this year's Halloween Spooktacular with a ghost-themed episode. Um, yeah. So do you want to kick it off with your ghost story? I'll kick it off. Let me 
open this document again that I said I was going to have open and has somehow closed. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the Keg Mansion and Massey's Ghosts, as they're called. So some back background for folks not from Toronto. <laughs> Toronto's Keg Mansion is located in Uslid Hall, a prominent downtown heritage building located at 515 Jarvis Street. Logan's old neck of the woods. I was going to say, I used to live right by there. <laughs> the house was originally built in 1868 by Arthur McMaster, nephew of the prominent businessman William McMaster, founder of McMaster University. I was going to say, I was like, I wonder. <laughs> Some can con once yes. again. <laughs> At the time, Jarvis Street was one of the wealthiest parts of Toronto, and the street was lined by large manors. The house was set back from the street and surrounded by large gardens. I wish I could find, like, pictures of what it looked like before. I know, right? Like, it's so hard to imagine it being surrounded by gardens. It's, like, in a parking lot now. (laughs) That's the thing, and it's, like, so built up there, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, what do you mean manors and gardens? Yeah, what? Like, you see every once in a while, like, an old-looking building, and you can, like, imagine what it used to be, but I would like to see, like, archive photos. Yeah. Um, in 1882, it was purchased by Hart Massey and his wife, who had just returned to Toronto from Cleveland. Mm. Hart Massey sold farming equipment, and they were very wealthy as a result. <laughs> Which doesn't, like, I don't know, like, farming equipment at the time, I wouldn't think would make you rich. But, like, what do I know? It's, like, that's, like, it's such, like, a weird thing. Like, it's just, like, I don't know, like, I guess, like, agriculture was, like, a big thing back then. But it's, like, thinking about it now, I'm just, like, oh, you sold farming equipment? <laughs> Um, the Massey family shared their home with such dignitaries as King George IV and Queen Mary. Oh, wow. It was also the home of actor Raymond Massey and Governor General Vincent Massey, and was in the Massey family ownership until 1920. Wow. The Masseys renovated the house and added a turret, very poncy of them, (laughs) a veranda, and a greenhouse. The original gothic facade was not significantly altered, except for a turret. (laughs) As a residence, it consisted of 26 rooms and 17 fireplaces. Feels like extremely overkill, but... It just seems like an extreme fire hazard to have that many fireplaces in one house. Why do you need 17? That's extreme. (laughs) Like, maybe just a couple. (laughs) It's fine. Maybe two? Just, yeah, like, edit like, it down know. a bit. We don't need that many. Feels excessive, but okay. They also had a stable and a large brick carriage house in the back. Where? Where is this? Where did the stable go? I don't know. Like... <laughs> I don't know. I want pictures. <laughs> Give us pictures. Um, as the area became more urban and various commercial operations moved into the area, the Masseys decided to leave. The building was then bequeathed <laughs> to the University of Toronto's Victoria College in 1915. Mm. The manor served as the first home of Toronto radio station CFRB in the 1920s. Really? Yeah. And was home to an art gallery for several decades until 1960. Mm. Right? It's weird that it was like something more than a restaurant at one point. I know. Well, like, and like a radio station just seems so random. <laughs> and like you'd think that like there would be some like 
integrity to how they preserved that building. Like, if it was, like, the first radio station in Toronto, you made it a restaurant. They're like, no, it's it's a chain restaurant now. (laughs) Like, what? Um, It became a restaurant named Julie's Mansion first. Hmm. And the grounds were sold off and the greenhouses demolished and replaced with a service station. A servo. A servo. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder if that's the gas station that's like close to it. If that's like the same area it would have been. Yeah, I was going to say because there's like a gas station like right on the corner there that's like across from it. That would like make sense if that was the whole manor ground. Oh my god, we're getting somewhere. (laughs) We're building a picture. (laughs) In 1976, it became home to the Keg Restaurant, and it was renamed the Keg Mansion. Yes. Hell yeah. I got up. Okay. So now, we get into there's multiple ghosts. Multiple. In the Keg Mansion. <laughs> so, and they're just, they call them Massey's Ghosts, so oh, I'm going to okay. break them down. <laughs> so, there's the ghost in the washroom, mm-hmm. is the first one. Right. So, Hart Massey's daughter, Lillian, became ill and eventually passed away on the second floor of the house. Her ghost is said to be seen wandering around that area, and her presence has been particularly felt in the second floor washroom, where people have sensed that they were being watched. <laughs> There have been occasions where patrons have locked the bathroom door when using the facilities, only to hear the doors being unlocked and sometimes open slightly. Visitors have reported toilets that spontaneously flushed when no one else was in the bathroom. And they're not automatic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In addition, toilet paper dispensers sometimes rattle. There also used to be apparently a secret tunnel which attached the house to Wellesley Hospital. Oh. And when the hospital closed down, they blocked off the tunnel because they used to want to, like, carry Lillian between the house and the hospital Uh. without people seeing because they were wealthy. And it's like, don't look at my sick child. Sure, yeah. Don't look at my sick Victorian child. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't look at her. Pretend (laughs) to not see it. Um, So they believe, like, a lot of, like, supernatural experts believe that when they closed the hospital down that all the like spirits from the hospital since there was a tunnel there now have moved to haunting the mansion the haunting of the keg mansion (laughs) the the original haunted mansion (laughs) the next ghost is the ghost on the upper floors so sounds of laughter have been heard from the upper floors when they are unoccupied in addition many people have heard the sounds of children playing no, no, no. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. According to someone who used to work at the Keg Mansion, one of the most popular sightings is the little boy on the stairs. Families would go and have a hard time because their children would want to play with the boy on the stairs. Someone end up leaving because they were so terrified. <laughs> no. 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 The boy on the stairs is constantly seen by children, and some of the staff have claimed to see him from time to time. Also, there's like the rumor of him is that he fell from the stairs yeah like over the banister and one of the like railings like popped out so like this person who was talking about working at the hunted keg mansion was saying that like once a year on the same day this one peg of the railing would always fall out and they would log it because it would always happen on the same year but they have they have no idea 
when the boy died if it's the same day as when the peg keeps falling out every year. Yeah. Isn't that creepy? Oh my god. <laughs> and the fact that kids are like, I want to play with the little boy on I the stairs. And they're that. like, no. I hate that so much. No. Then there's the ghost in the main foyer. <laughs> fancy, fancy. <laughs> The most famous ghost is that of a maid of the Massey family who hung herself from the second floor oval opening in the main foyer. She can be seen with a noose hanging around her neck. It is believed she was an employee of Lillian Massey and committed suicide when she heard the news of her death. It is rumored that she had an affair with one of the Massey men and she was forced to hang herself in order to keep her pregnancy a secret. Oh my God. So those are the two theories. Damn. Is that either she was just devastated by Lillian or there was like a pregnancy. <laughs> and then there are the ghosts in the dining area. Oh my goodness. I know. So many ghosts. <laughs> so little time. Patrons have reported the feeling of being watched, especially in the parlor room. Some diners have seen the spirit of a man milling around and then disappears without exiting through a door. There are intermittent cold drafts felt and lights flicker on and off for no apparent reason. I don't like that. I feel like I wouldn't want to work there just because I would be too scared. Yeah, no, I mean, like... It's kind of insane. It's like, you know, like most places it's like, oh, there's like maybe like one ghost that haunts it. But like, um, seems to me like there are a lot at the keg mansion. Right? It's like, hey, um, congrats on the new job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you an orientation. Let me introduce you to Massey's ghosts. Like, it's just, it's too much. Oh my God. I've only been to the keg mansion once and it was literally like a year ago. Um, but I didn't, I didn't experience anything paranormal. I've only been, I think, once or twice, too. And the bathroom does feel very spooky. Mm. But I don't know if it's just because it's, like, an old, like, Victorian house that it's, like, it's just going to have that kind of spooky. Yeah, it's just, like, inherently spooky. Right? But, like, most of the, like, accounts that people talk about, like, the Keg Mansion, it is the women's bathroom. Mm. And the Lillian, like, her spirit being there. Yeah. And, like, feeling like someone's watching you in the bathroom. Which is very creepy. The spooky ooky, I don't like it. My mom my mom went one time and she had heard all these stories about like the ghosts in the bathroom. So she went to the bathroom and she was like, I don't want you to do anything to me. I just want to pee. And she was like, fine. So I don't know if you just have to talk to Lillian and give her that. Yeah, I mean like honestly the Lillian's probably just, like, sad. You know, she died. That's yeah. a bummer. Um, and she doesn't want people coming in and, like, using her bathroom. So, like... Yeah, like, who knows if it was always a bathroom? Like, maybe you're just, like, doing your business in her room. Yeah. Like, exactly. I wouldn't want you doing that. <laughs> I know. Like, I'd probably, like, haunt you if you were doing that to me, too. So maybe that's right. the key. Maybe you just have to, like, go in and be like, listen, babe, sorry. But, <laughs> sorry. like, nature calls. Love you a long time. <laughs> I need to go. And maybe she just doesn't understand, like, it's not good to watch people when they go to the bathroom maybe i mean like you know so much has happened since she passed away and i don't know what the things were back then exactly (laughs) maybe back then it was a lot more normal (laughs) what do we know what do we know yeah i'm just trying to see if there's like anything oh there's this one lady who went and she had an experience in the bathroom where she was in there and there was another lady And she was with her friend and she was talking about the ghost. And this lady was like, oh, are you talking about Lillian? And then they were like talking about whatever. And then they went on their way. And the one lady stayed in the bathroom by herself. Yeah. And she thought her friend was like trying to get into the bathroom. 
because the door kept like the door handle kept like jingling and then when she got out none of the other women were in there (laughs) so she went to the table and was like it happened and the other lady was like was it the door handle did it come on him mine did too (laughs) like it popped open for me too so good but that's uh that's the keg mansion for you oh my god now i just really want to go to the keg (laughs) i know i haven't ever been to the keg when i ate meat Oh I've my only God. ever been when I was a vegetarian, so. I mean, like, not that there's anything wrong with getting lobster at the keg or anything. Yeah. I mean, like, certainly not going to turn my nose up at that. Their their steaks are. I feel like um, that will be a stop on our list of places to go once we're able to. Oh, yeah, no. Like, our, like, food world tour that we'll be yes. making when we. Every can... day we will be having dinner out for a solid two months. Oh, my God. At least, Yeah. No, I went to the keg mansion last year with Katie because we were living right by there and yeah. we had both gotten like promotions or like job stuff. So we we're going out to celebrate a little roomy date night and we ate so much food. We both like were waddling home afterwards because like we just walked over. We like waddled home and I swear to God, the two of us have never like we just like collapsed in our beds where like we don't even look at me for the next 18 no it was it was a lot because we like each got like two appetizers and then we got like our main course and like you know lots of garlic mashed potatoes and then we both got dessert and it was just like it was a lot (laughs) the garlic mashed potatoes are so good oh i I would put up with ghosts just for the potatoes oh absolutely no it's like and i'm not a mashed potatoes person so. Which is weird, but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> we won't get into it. <laughs> um, okay, so for my ghosty, ghosty, ghosty content, um, I, after I found out you were doing the Keg Mansion, I was like, well, I should stick with the the theme and do something, another Toronto landmark, I guess. CanCon. <laughs> More CanCon, you know? Like, let's represent the city that we're from. So I didn't actually write anything down, but I found various... Um, ghost encounters from the Royal York. So I thought I would read those. So for those of you, again, who aren't from Toronto or the Toronto area, there is a very, like, fancy hotel in the downtown area called the Fairmont Royal York. Actually, I don't know if it's still the Fairmont, but it's the Royal York. Um, And it's a chain. It's a chain of hotels. Most cities have a Royal... Anyway. (laughs) But this one is fancier. (laughs) And this one is haunted. This one also has a Benihana in it, which Zoe and I went to. We were famously drugged. We were famously drugged at Benihana. um, And it was the one at the Royal York. So anyway, um, all my information is from torontoghosts.org. Oh, I love that. (laughs) So one of the city's most enduring landmarks, um, and at one point was the tallest building in Toronto, uh, or wow. in the Commonwealth, um, <laughs> is the Royal York. Um, so, anyway. Um, there were a few different, like, submitted stories that people have had with ghosts, so this is one of them. Okay. So, there's supposed to be a ghost of a former employee who hung himself from a stairwell railing above the 19th floor. Wow. The hotel apparently only has 19 floors, which are occupied. However, almost all the stairwells lead up to the upper roof, which is, like, between the 20th and 23rd floors. So, these upper floors are occupied just by, like, mechanical rooms, which are all locked and only entered when, like, work needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So the stairwell in question leads right to the roof exiting to the big Royal York sign that's on the front of the building. Um, 
And so anyway, many of the maintenance staff at the hotel have stated that strange sounds such as screaming and loud footsteps can be heard above while climbing the stairwell. Don't love that. (laughs) When the sounds are being investigated, nobody can find anything. Nobody can find anyone. Like, there's no reason for these noises. Um, The stairwell is locked at the roof exit and is alarmed with a motion sensor and a video camera to catch um, any unwanted visitors. Um, when these noises are said to have been heard, the cameras are checked along with the alarm system and yet no activity is found in the area. I hate that so much. I think the most disturbing things to hear are screams, footsteps, and then children. Yeah. At any time. Just (laughs) at any any time. So the person who wrote in said, In the few times I have been up that stairwell, I have not experienced hearing any noises, as explained above. However, I do recall one evening I was descending the stairwell when I began to feel nervous, as if somebody was watching me or following me. I ran down the stairs and exited onto the 19th floor where I began to feel safer. After talking to people regarding the ghost and explaining to them what I experienced in that stairwell, I was told about the employee suicide in that area and all the strange noises as heard and explained above. I I double-checked the story with a trusted employee of the hotel and found it was true and that the male had hung himself approximately five years previous. And then apparently um, technicians that like work in the building have found that like equipment fails or like there are strange fluctuations in electrical currents and stuff like that. And like there aren't really like any reasons. So like they kind of like blame it on the ghost. (laughs) I love, I think those are the creepiest stories when you just have like a gut feeling that something is like off. And then you find out that it's like, oh, yeah, someone, like, fully killed themselves there. Right? Like, oh! No. It's like, oh, that, that makes sense. No, oh, that okay. tracks. So then another one is a report that somebody sent in in February of 2010. And it says, we stayed on the eighth floor of the Royal York this past weekend. Our 10-year-old daughter pressed me if I felt a ghost because I have a certain sensitivity to such things. Not wanting to spook her while we enjoyed our vacation, I told her no. This morning, I admitted to her otherwise. I said that though <laughs> I said that though most hotel mischief tends to be caused by little girl ghosts, this oh. was definitely a man. Oh, what most whoa. Hold up. A lot a lot to unpack. Much to unpack there. Most mischief Most hotel mischief tends okay. to be caused by little girl ghosts. I'm writing down hotel mischief yeah. for a time <laughs> because there's a lot. I like about it. I love this. I love this person who's like, I mean, like, I'm an expert. Like, most hotel mischief is little girl ghosts, but this one was definitely a man. I can say, without a shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. most hotel mischief is caused by little ghost girls. Little little girl ghosts. Little ghost girls. But that's a man. That's a man. All I see is a messy man. Um, so then they go on to say, among the oddities we experienced while we were staying there was the elevator doors repeatedly opened and closed at will until we thought it was best to vacate. Good idea. An alarm clock buzzer went off Saturday morning for 30 minutes in the adjoining room, though we were at the end of the hall and no guest room was located there. Our electric room key malfunctioned, not allowing us to enter after a morning swim. But most compellingly, our daughter said that she saw 
moving shadows in our room while her mother napped and I was in the bathroom. No. <laughs> no. 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 They go on to say, I talked to my daughter further about her experience and she elab- elaborated that the outline of what she saw had humps. Was it a was it a camel ghost? <laughs> I'm upset. One was that or one was what she perceived as a head and another as though it was hunched over. Okay, like drag me in my posture, I guess, little girl. Like it's, it's actually I'm just Zoe. <laughs> well, it was me. Apparently when the little girl called for her dad, the figure whooshed away no no um, and then it had to listen to her body shape him right he was like weird and lumpy <laughs> like okay it was like it was hunched over um the daughter also said that she felt something next to her bed just before the alarm buzzer went off at on saturday morning her only concern about her encounters was whether or not the ghost could tag along home with us <laughs> Just like okay, like don't don't tell the ghost, but like, ugh. like I had a really fun time, and I think they're great, but I like I don't know if I want to like extend it, you know? No, like I just oh my god, like so clingy. Like I'll say hi to them if I see them again, but I just like don't feel like I need to extend any more invitations. No, it's like know? I just like I just think it's like a bit much for them to like want to like come home with us. I feel like it's pushy, you know? Like I don't know you. It's like, it's rude, okay? It's like, I would never just invite yourself. Oh my god, no. And with those humps? With those humps? (laughs) I mean. So the person who wrote this said, there was never a sense of danger or high anxiety, just a sense of general unease. Uh (laughs) Our our day-to-day lives. God. Okay, so somebody else says, I'm in the process of booking a room in Toronto for my son's wedding. Many of the other guests are booking at the Royal York as well. However, I did stay for two nights at the hotel about 12 years ago and had such a bizarre experience that I thought I would check the internet to see if there were any similar experiences. The first night I spent in the hotel, I had a strange sense of electricity through my body as I was falling asleep, which woke me up. Each time I started to go to sleep, the weird sensation would occur, and I started to feel as though I was lifting off the bed. Can I just say that that has happened to me before in my room, and it scares the crap out of me. Like, I have to wake up and turn turn on the light and, like, hold myself on the bed. Wait, what? Oh my god. I I think it's like a sleep paralysis thing, or my room is haunted. One of the two. You're, like, like, I don't know what it is, so but I've had that before. it feels like you're, like, lifting off yeah. the bed. Like, you're floating. It feels like, it feels like the bed is floating, or it feels like I am floating on the bed. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. I, yeah. I, that has definitely happened before. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Oh, my God. Okay, so this person also goes on to say, I had a very real dream of trying to go into the bathroom where there was a strong force pushing back on the door. She said, I didn't sleep much, but I did simply assume that I was having weird nightmares. And then in brackets, and no, I had not been drinking. <laughs> and then she says, until the second night when I experienced the exact same thing. No. No, 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 no. No. 
I hate that because it's like, yeah, if it happened to you like one night, then you'd be like, okay, like it's me. Like I'm just like imagining things, like whatever. But for the same thing to happen two nights in a row, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I don't love that. No. Oh my God. Okay. Um, Then another story from November 2015. Somebody said, we had just returned from a four-night stay at the Royal York Hotel and due to strange happenings, decided to Google the hotel and came across this website. And it all explains it. (laughs) They said, we stayed in the 17th, we stayed on the 17th floor in room 39. And my husband wondered why there were two room numbers missing, 37 and 38. The porter said, the porter said the room may have been made bigger at some point. Could be true, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Anyway, as I approached the elevators the first day, I could see a hazy figure. I saw it a few times, but on this day, one particular lift wouldn't work for us, and the others just wouldn't come. We would get in the lift, and it made the sounds of moving, only to open on the same floor. No. Ghosts leave elevators alone. Yeah. Elevators are already scary. Exactly. Like, I think it would be better, like, use of your time. To spook me outside of an elevator. Right? Like, I'm already so terrified being in an elevator. Like, I don't need you to scare me more. No, like, I'm good love. it's not gonna add anything. No. <laughs> like, I have enough. No. Like, we're solid. We're we are A-okay. Um, so this person says that that went on for 15 minutes, where the doors were just, like, opening and closing and not moving. At what point, sorry, at what point do you just go to a different no, elevator? No, like, exactly. Or take the stairs. Like, I don't, 15 like... 15 minutes? It's like, I would wait for maybe, like, a couple minutes, and then I would yeah. get impatient. But, yeah, it's like, why? Like, at that point, it's like, well, you're doing this to yourself. Yeah, this, is, this one's on you. The ghost was trying to warn you, and then it's just, like, these people. The ghost is like, okay, these people are just dumb. Like, <laughs> like I guess I'm doing this all day. <laughs> oh, God. Um. So then the next day, this person's partner was complaining about not being able to sleep due to children running up and down the no. hallway. No. And so they said, oh, we should tell reception and let them know. And the husband said that he had gone to look out, like, the peephole of the door and couldn't see anything. Like, there was nothing there. Oh. So apparently that happened at 1 a.m. And then it happened a few nights later at 3 a.m. But this time... The witching. The witching hour. But this time, when he looked through the people, he saw a gray-haired man in a waistcoat. No. You have no business being there. No. No. I hate it. No. I hate it so much. Um, But yeah, I thought that was... Like, I thought it was interesting, like, how many of those kind of, like, have similarities... Do we have to go stay there now? <laughs> well, this is the crazy thing. I've, like, been to that hotel. Like, I've been in one of their rooms because my dad and stepmom were in Toronto. This was obviously several years ago. Um, They were in Toronto for something, and they were staying there for a night. And so I was, like, in their hotel room. Like, I was over visiting for, like, a little while. And I, like, I had no idea that it was, like, haunted. <laughs> I feel like we have to go. Maybe we we'll do a spooktacular episode from one of the rooms. There you go. This is what we'll do. We'll, when pandemic is over, we'll go for dinner at Benihana, and then we'll stay at the Royal York, so that way when we're inevitably drugged again at Benihana. Yes. <laughs> we'll just collapse in a haunted room. Yeah, we can just go up to our nice haunted room and have have comfort. No. <laughs> no. The 
the last story you told of those somehow, I don't know why, sparked a memory mm-hmm. of Chris Fairbanks <laughs> on Do You Need a Ride talking about ghosts. Yeah. And he, like, he draws like he's an artist. Mm. And he used to get paid to do those, like, um, window drawings, like, with the markers on, like, windows for, like, Christmas and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So he was, like, doing one of them in this, like, it hadn't opened yet. I think it was, like, a store that was, like, about to open. So it was, like, a opening Christmas mural or whatever <laughs> on the window. And there was, like, an attaching building where it was, like, a hall for, like, dances and things like that. And he was getting so annoyed because it was so loud in there all the time. Like, there was all these chairs and tables moving and, like, people talking really loudly and, like, music really loud and dancing really loudly. Yeah. And so he put up with it for, like, the whole week. But then as it was, like, getting down to, like, the nitty-gritty of, like, finishing everything, he, like, talked to the owners of the building and was like, I need you to tell them to, like, keep it down in there. And they were like, who? There was no one using the hall. Like, it wasn't open to people. So there was, like, music chairs, people talking, but no one was there. I hate that. Isn't that spooky? Oh, no. That is, like, that's the worst, like, hearing something or, like, seeing something and doing a double take and realizing that, like, it's, yeah. it wasn't there, like. Like, I don't, mm. I don't want that. Mm-mm. I don't want that. No. Do we have time for some Reddit spooky stories? Yeah, sure. Or do we sure. want to save them? Okay. Um, yeah, why don't you hit us with one of those? Okay, let's see what we have. Speaking of children, this one is very short, very creepy. So this is from Reddit user Mama Lana. Love that. <laughs> so one night when my daughter was two and a half years old, we were home alone talking right before bed. We were playing a game where we all gave her stuffed animals silly names. Named the last one and she asked, what's her name? I said something along the lines of, who, honey? We already named everyone. Then she points to the blank wall and says, that little girl. Now I don't know if it was just an overactive imagination or something else. All I know is that it freaked me out enough to sleep with all of the lights on for the next few weeks. Oh, God. Oh, there, there is just something so sinister about, like, children seeing something that's not there. Right? It's just like, I feel like it's... When people are older, like, if you're, like, who's that? Like, it's, like, okay, you're old enough to, like, know that that's creepy and to, like, play a trick on someone. Exactly. But when you're a kid, it's just, like, okay, who is that, though? Right? Like, oh, my God. I I don't like no. that. And, like, I can't remember. I think it was, yeah, I think it was Peach on TikTok who was talking about the other day, like, about how kids just, like, see things that aren't there. Like, not even, like, a sinister way, just, like... Yeah you have like a really like active imagination and you have like imaginary friends and so it's like I do think that like maybe there's something in like children's brains that just like allows them to see things that like the rest of us can't I think it's like cats and dogs too like I feel like they can see things that I can't see because sometimes they'll just be like they just stare at nothing. You're like, what are you looking at? What I know. Are you looking at? I hate when animals do that because it's like they'll stare so intently at something, but then there's nothing there, and I'm like, no. you see something, don't you? You see something <laughs> that I can't is. see. 
I hate I hate stories too when it's like about pets where it's like my cat got on my bed and was like hissing staring at the closet or something like I wouldn't be able to go on from that I don't think humans can lick too humans can lick too no oh god no <coughs> this one is from reddit user Kevin Incredible Ooh. Kevin Credible it's like one word oh funny yeah I was once showering, door locked, when I heard the blinds fall down. It freaked me out, so I pull back the shower curtain to investigate. I'm thinking my brothers are trying to break in and play a prank on me or something. So I pull the blinds up to look out the window. The window is completely fogged over from the inside, minus one large solitary handprint. <gasps> I was scared as hell, finished my shower, and told my family members. We all compared our handprints to that of the one on the window. No one's was as big. (laughs) I hate that, because you're, like, still at that point convinced that your family members are, like, tricking you, and then you're like, put your hand up there, and then it doesn't match. Oh my god. (laughs) I remember, like, okay, do you remember, like, Tana Mojo's, like, videos about, like, her stalker, quote-unquote, that she had? I remember, like, first of all, those videos were, like, very creepy. Like, I know that, like, I'm sure she was lying about 99% of it, but, like, they were very scary. Like, they, like, creeped me out. But I remember there was, like, one video where she was talking about, this is when she, like, used to live still in Vegas, and she lived, I think, with, like, Ashley and some of their other friends, and, like, I think it was Ashley had, like, been in the shower, and when she got out, there was, like, a heart on the mirror, like, in the fog, and so she was just, like, oh, like, whatever, it's, like, whoever, like, Isabella or something like that, but then it was, like, either it turned out nobody else was home, or, like, she, like, asked whoever was home, and they're, like, what are you talking about? Like, I was, like, in my room the whole time, like, I didn't even know that you were, like, in the shower sort of thing, like, (laughs) and there's basically, like, no explanation for it, and again, like, it was probably all bullshit, but, like, I just remember I was, like, that's so scary, because, like, that to me, I think is, like, my biggest fear is, like, somebody being in the same space as me, and, like, me not realizing it. That's why the, like, stories of, like, people living in the attic for all these years is, like, horrifying. I can't remember... If it was, I think it was that radio rental Mm. podcast I was talking about, but there's a story where these, like, people moved into this old, like, Victorian home, and they kept, like, it was, like, three girls, like, three sisters all around the same age, and they shared a room, and the youngest one would, like, line up all her toys on the bedside table before bed just as, like, a cute little, like, goodnight to all of you little figurines. And, like, in the morning, they'd wake up and they'd all be on the floor in the same line, but just, like, on the ground in front of the table. And, like, the older sister would, like, babysit and put her money on the table and then the money would go missing. Or, like, the mom would buy cookies and then they'd go missing and they'd all get blamed for eating them and lying about it. And so they thought it was, like, haunted. Yeah. And they thought it was, like, the fireplace was haunted because I guess it was, like, cracking or, like, was all crumbling away and it felt like something was up in there mm-hmm. so they boarded it up and then they left for like a weekend and when they came back the board was off and like all the nails from the board were like neatly piled on top of the board oh. and so they thought it was like ghosts they were like fully convinced it yeah. was a ghost worse there was a man living in their home the whole time in the walls because oh. they found it through the fireplace there was like into the wall you could get into and they found the cookies they found money they found bedding worse 
Okay. Worse than a ghost. First of all, what did that man need money for? You're living in a wall. <laughs> like, and you're stealing the cookies. Yeah. So. Like, you clearly, you don't, what are you paying for? You're living rent-free in somebody's wall. Exactly. Give that child her money back. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so much. It's it's the worst. And that's why I think ghosts are so creepy. It's because, like, I don't know if you're here or not. Yeah. And you're in my space. I don't love it. I just hope that... Or I'm in your space. Yeah, no. It's like, I just hope that any ghost that I may encounter, I hope they're friendly, you know? Yeah. Like, Like, I don't... I'm not here to trouble you. No, like, I don't think that ghosts are, like, inherently evil. No. I think for the most part, you know, if they're real, I think that they're kind. (laughs) I think you're just sucking up to the ghosts in your house right now. Like, I think they're, like so pretty and so nice and I think everybody likes them no, and like they're really funny and like I don't honestly know, like, like the sweetest ghost I've ever met just like kind of um, cute like I don't know I mean like really 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 nice I don't know like who could ever like have like a bad thing to say about like ghosts like not me I couldn't I couldn't stop telling you good things no. I will but like I no I I'm like I'm super like pro ghost like jot that down I think they're like really cool (laughs) I'm really into ghosts right now I'm super Uh, into ghosts right now this is the last one okay of the reddit stories okay this is by reddit user captured by mab (laughs) I used to work in a nursing home already creepy yeah not off to a good start no One day, I had a resident refuse to get on the elevator with me, citing being scared of the little boy as her reason. Oh, no. I shrugged it off until I had a resident come out of his room and ask me for candy to give the little boy. I decided to ask my mom, charge nurse and employee of 13 years, about what had been happening. She told me that all through her years of employment, residents periodically reported seeing a young boy. He was always wanting to play. He appeared to all kinds of residents from those of sound mental status to those with severe dementia. They all reported the exact same thing over a great period of time. When they moved to a new facility, the little boy came with them. The little boy was particularly fond of those with limited sight. From those residents, the boy was described as having dark black hair, and he lived out in a tent. And he said that he died when a tree fell on him. Right? One night, I was feeding a resident who had recently suffered a stroke. She had lost the use of her right hand and required total assistance. As I was feeding her, I felt a cold hand on my arm. Right then, the resident said, is that your boyfriend? He looks a little young for you. I nearly shit myself. (laughs) The resident who saw him passed away that night. No. And then it says, like, the too long didn't read. Nursing home has an angel of death and he touched me on the shoulder. Oh my god. I am uncomfortable. I feel unsafe. I think it's super creepy with ghost stories when it's, like, so much of the same account. Yes. Like, sometimes I'm sure it's, like, people just, like, tacking on to, like, the, oh, yeah, that's spooky. But I feel like when it gets to a certain point, it's like, no, that happened. No, (laughs) exactly. It's just, like, people who, like, have otherwise, like, not spoken to each other about this thing, like, having the same 
like account it's yeah i hate it like it just and especially in that one like the nursing home being like people who are like of sound maya and people who have dementia both seeing the same thing it's like okay like i feel the people with dementia you could be like okay sure like okay yeah it's all ghost (laughs) creepy oh my god Creepy, creepy that makes me highly uneasy um, do you have any anything else to add to our final Halloween Spooktacular episode? Um, I love doing the Halloween Spooktacular. Um, I think because of the pandemic that once we are able to, we will still have a spooky movie episode <laughs> because it's our tradition. It is. It's always fun to do these. This round, we did two new episodes that we haven't done before. Yeah. So that's very exciting. But I don't... I don't think I have any other stories <laughs> for you. What about you? Uh, um, no, I mean, I guess this is a wrap on another successful, albeit um, challenging <laughs> Halloween spooktacular. Um, always fun to do. You know, it didn't didn't quite go as according to plan, but that's okay. We got to talk about cryptids. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. Happy Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. I hope you get to um, celebrate it in a safe way, not around other people, please. <laughs> yeah, like, don't be dumb. Like, don't be stupid. Just eat some Halloween candy, mm-hmm. watch a movie. Read some ghost stories. Read some ghost stories. I don't know. Um, but yeah, if you want to keep up with us on social media, you can follow us at... Um, Twitter and Instagram at honestlypod and facebook.com slash honestlypod. You can email us at the honestlypodcast at gmail.com. We have a website, which is the honest, mm, honest, what is the it? The honestlypodcast.wixsite.com slash home. Is it the honestlypodcast at wix.wix? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I think it's like when we were starting, everything was the. The. And then we realized that it could just be honestly. honestly. And then, so our social meds are different than. Okay, I like. Our Gmail and website. We've been doing this for what? Three years? And I. I'm telling you, every time I go to say the Gmail, I want to say at Wixsite.com. And it's yeah. just a And that's home. not right. So um, we're all there. Great. Okay, yeah. So go to the aforementioned website. Um, we also have merchandise for merchandise, which oh, you can you. get at the website by going to the little merch tab, or you can go to honestlypod.threadless.com. Hell yeah. Check it out. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to wherever you listen. We're breaking out of the just subscribe to us, please. Um, it means a lot to us. It helps us move up those charts, helps us keep the lights on over here at Honestly Pod HQ. Um, and yeah, if you leave us a review, send us a screenshot of it, and we'll send you some limited edition Honestly Pod stickers. Lim dish. How many times do we have to say it? Lim dish. <laughs> Um, is that it? I think that's all. All right. Bye. Spooky bye. bye. (laughs) This podcast closed for 40 years.